0: Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ, a podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania, dedicated to connecting the liturgical and spiritual life of the Orthodox parish with the life of the Orthodox home. Presenting the weekly homilies of our parish pastors, Father Noah Bushelli and Father James Thayer, as well as discussions of the liturgical year and Orthodox life and practice by Justin Gold and Jeff Hyatt. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. Greetings, uh, Living Orthodoxy uh, listeners. We're blessed to have another interview today with a a real special man here in our in our parish, the uh, the life of our parish, the history of our parish, Larry Shaheen. Just wanted to sit down with him and give him an opportunity to re- reflect on both his personal story, but also the history of Saint Philip's and. Um, are you technically a founding member? Is that correct? No, no, I'm oh, not. Okay. The church you've been going for a couple of years. A couple of years, okay. founded. All right, but you've been here for a good portion of the yeah, overwhelming since, uh, portion of the history. The early 80s. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And I have it on good information that you're uh, approaching, a is it your 85th birthday? coming up is that well <laughs> congratulations yeah thank you many years many more years to you so i i've known you for uh, four or five years now since um and i've always appreciated your your warm joyful spirit you're very supportive of us here at the like newcomers like me yeah <laughs> oh,
1: <but> it's it's, <laughs> it's st paul means a lot to us
0: yeah so i remember all the back in. Catechism class, you'd come, you know, and uh, that's where I, both you and, and Louise, got to know you a bit uh, through that. And so, uh, really glad that we have this opportunity to sit down together and, and chat and learn, learn more about you. So, um, just want to open it up for your you to share about your personal history, what, uh, where you come from, uh, anything that you would like us to, as as a you know.
1: Uh, who are you? <laughs> yeah, my personal history has a lot to do with where I am today. So sure. I was born in Altoona, Orthodox parents, Orthodox families. For reasons I don't know, I was baptized in Johnstown, even though there were, well, they called them Syrian Orthodox churches at the time. Mm-hmm. My uh, father had an uncle there, and he had some other relatives who uh, to my knowledge, I've never met, but I was baptized in Johnstown, and actually my uh, baptismal certificate is written in Arabic. So. Oh, really? Nice. So our, our family didn't attend church very often. I don't remember my mother ever being in the church, other than funerals and weddings. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father went occasionally, and I would go with him, but my grandfather on my mother's side, who was from Trenton, was very very devout. Mm-hmm. And when he came visiting, I went to church. <laughs> and all I can remember about it, I you didn't know, understand a word of Arabic. Mm-hmm. It was all in Arabic. They had no choir, they had two chanters. And they would go back and forth, and I had no idea what, what they were saying, but it was like a, a political debate. Mm. And I'd look at one and look at the other. So that's how I passed my time, but I, yeah. I, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. So I made a couple attempts as I was growing up to, you know, I've got to go to church, and I would go, and nothing had changed. Mm. So I was in ninth grade. They announced they were having a Sunday school and classes in English. So I thought, great. So I went to the first Sunday school class, and there were about eight or ten people my age there, who I knew, they weren't close friends, but I knew them and they were friends. We had the class, and after the class, the teacher called me up front. I was wearing a white shirt with a tie, good trousers and good shoes, and he said, you should never come to an Orthodox church dressed like this. And I looked and he says, you don't have a coat on, you don't have a suit on. Mm. I don't ever want to see you here again dressed like this. Well, he never did. <laughs> I, I was mortified. Yeah. I, I really was. Mm. And so obviously I didn't go back. And now I don't know whether my parents put her up to it, whether she did it on her own as she saw us floundering. Uh, sometime within the next year, my next-door neighbor, who was a lovely woman, uh, was Lutheran. She said, why don't you come to church with me? Hmm. I did, and I have to say it was a wonderful experience. I got active in the church. I enjoyed the church. And uh, I went to church every Sunday, The only fly in the ointment was my uh, godmother, my mother's sister, said to me, I'm glad your grandfather isn't alive to see this. Hmm. And that hurt, because I really loved my grandfather. Mm -hmm. But that didn't change anything. Mm -hmm. So time went on, and I attended the Lutheran Church. I met Louise, and we were attending the Lutheran Church in North Wales by this, by this time I had been out of college and was working and, mm-hmm. and uh, one day we were going out to dinner and uh, either I got there a little early or she was a little late but I read the paper now, normally I only read the sports page but I, I I had more time and I got to the religious section and I saw the Orthodox cross and I saw services in English. Hmm. So when Louise came out, I, I said to her, this is really my religion. I don't know anything about it, but I'd like to start going. And she, she was very willing. Hmm. Wow. So Great. we started going, um, alternating between the Lutheran Church and the Orthodox Church, and we made it a point to leave right after the service because I said, I don't want to join the church, or not join it because of how I feel towards a priest or the people. I want to know the religion. So it took only a few visits and I said this is for me. So mm-hmm. we started going regularly. And this was Saint Phillips or yes. okay. it was Saint Phillips It was in, in the uh, we call it the old church, one next to Whitemore Cemetery. So the ad in the paper was for
0: Yeah, it, it was yeah.
1: It was a building owned by some businessmen who made it available to nonprofit organizations who needed it, and we certainly did. Yeah. So. Uh, and what? So this was what? Uh, what time? Uh, late seventies, early eighties. Early eighties. Okay. I, I would guess eighty-two. Okay. About, about there. Uh, without my knowing about it, Louise started talking to Father Boniface about the religion. Mm-hmm and uh, at some point she decided she wanted to join the church. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of ironic. I was born Orthodox. She was born of a Protestant religion, but she knew more about Orthodoxy than I did. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> still does. Yeah. But... Uh, it, what, did she know before she met you or just through the conversation? Mm, like, she did it. She got w- interested in we coming. Yeah, and yeah. And she was very supportive of what I wanted to do, Yeah, but she got hooked. Okay. A, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I became Orthodox, and after a couple of years, I, I was on council. in council? Parish council? Yes, yeah. parish council, and one of the interesting things, and we were just starting thinking about building. You know, we were outgrowing the church. Uh, Louise and I got married, and at the reception, you know, we had friends there from work, from church, and personal friends, and also family. Uh, it's always been a sore point with me on at wedding receptions. So I announced, I didn't want somebody I didn't know introducing me to people I already know. So I'm gonna introduce you to each other, which is what we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, Barry Stavro, who, so he, he had a lot of help, but as far as I'm concerned, he's the one that got the church new church built. Mm-hmm. He, at that time, he was president of council. And he came over and he says, You're just the man I've been looking for. I want to resign as president of the council and work on the building of the new church. You're going to be the next president. So I wasn't elected, I was Uh, very appointed. appointed. (laughs) So we went to the building of the church, and what we did is we looked at books of these Churches in, in uh, Eastern Europe, beautiful old churches. We drove up to, to Scranton and Wilkes Barre and looked at all those beautiful old churches and decided what we wanted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then we started looking at the financial end of it and thought, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no way we can afford this. Yeah. So, thanks to people like Jack Morash, who was a founding member. And uh some other people, uh they worked on that. Barry Jonathan Black and a few other people were kind of uh spearheads in the building of, of the church. And if you, you think things are easy, you th- you think our government fights a lot, yeah. we I think we fought over every nail and uh, <laughs> we We couldn't afford the church we wanted. Yeah. So we may have to make a lot of compromises. And uh, we were still arguing when, I don't know who first said this, but Terry Kaminsky came to me and said, Larry, it's the people that make St. Philip's, not the building. Let's get this thing built. And I said, you know, you're right. And this was We built it without a great room. Right, uh, we had our coffee hour out in the hallway, in the Not was things, mm-hmm. and uh, saved our money. And, and I have to go back and talk about uh, what well, UNIVEST now They had a different name then. Mm-hmm. On paper, we've been a private organization. We still wouldn't have gotten a loan, but the the. U.S. Bank, mostly Mennonites. Mm-hmm. Had faith in churches and our ability to grow. The man who was responsible for the loan got a book on orthodoxy, learned about us, and they created us a loan. Now Next came the building permit, which sounds like it ought to be easy, a building permit for a church. A lot of local opposition. Hmm. And uh, I, I remember... I don't know what they thought churches did, but they said, you're going to have drinking and there's some truth to that. (laughs) Uh, Partying, we don't want that. And after a while, he said, I don't want my son growing up in that atmosphere. Father Boniface had had enough. He got up and pointed his finger in the man's face and said, it'll do your son some good to be in our church. Yeah, yeah. We finally did get the building permit, and uh, as I said, the church got built, but not without a lot of gnashing of teeth, arguing over little points and some big
0: points. But So that would have been 91, right, when it was finally completed? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. When this, our site uh, began.
1: I I mentioned Barry, doing so much in Jonathan Black. Father Boniface had a lot to do with it, too.
0: Yeah. Um, was some of the, was some of the opposition uh, in your in your judgment based in a kind of ignorance about what orthodoxy is, or was it just
1: in the parish? No, in the saying the, the oh yeah, the town, so you the who we town were. yeah, yeah. And I, I yeah. doubt that they'd heard of orthodoxy. Yeah. Why they associated us with drinking, I'll never know. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 legends about paschal feasts or something. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But uh, there was a woman on on the uh, borough council. I don't know her name, but she fought for us. Mm. And uh, our neighbors, Bill Jones and Solar Industries, gave us much support. Yeah, we got a lot of financial support from the Orthodox churches upstate. Okay, mm. and uh, it all came together. Yeah. So then. We had to raise money. We had bake sales, we had yard sales, and if we raised seven or eight hundred dollars, it was a huge success. Mm-hmm. But what it did is it helped us bond. We all got together and spent the time selling our cookies and uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was a great time of our life in the church. We attended the North Wales Days and participated there and even the North Penn Festival we sold I don't know I won't say this right Kachikis it's an Eastern European dough Hmm. I think it's soaked in vodka and cooked or something (laughs) but but it was a big hit Uh, and and we got it, we got it on our feet financially, yeah, and since then we've continued to grow mm-hmm. and uh,
0: was there some question at a certain point in the in the history of the parish as to whether that it could survive or or what in terms yeah, of the, right finances, from the beginning we were yeah.
1: worried about it, yeah, but uh we just grew and grew and grew, and uh it was, it, was, it was a good time mm-hmm. time for the church and uh, we got to the point where Father Bonos felt that he could uh, uh, retire and uh, it was kind of a shock to all of us we thought he'd be there forever yeah. so uh, he retired and, and uh, Father Noah came I I can't think of any two priests who be, could be as different from each other as they are. Yeah. So we, we went through an adjustment period mm-hmm. and um, got to know and love Father Noah and he did things differently and you know some people aren't, aren't don't easily take the change and right. so we lost some members mm-hmm. but we gained many new members. Mm-hmm. And uh much the delayed. The church is what it is today. Yeah,
0: great. Well, I mean, it's great to hear the great to hear the story of the parish. We're, we're very blessed to, to have the, all your labors and all your work. Yeah, to build it, it this, was, to build this it, for it, us. It were
1: difficult times. People were p- holding off buying cars. They were not spending their money. Everything was going into our building fund. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, hmm. but, it, but it got done.
0: Yeah. Would you? Do you have any distinct uh, reflections or memories about Father Boniface Correa uh, Joyce? Uh, so Father Boniface, of course, reposed in
1: Father fall, Boniface. Not only uh, uh, was my yeah. priest, but we became good friends. He enjoyed. Sec- he wouldn't take a salary for a number of years. I don't know for how long. He wouldn't accept the salary. He made. He made a living by selling real estate which is kind of a blessing because he purchases land Mm -hmm. long before we picked it as a site for the church, Mm -hmm. but he was very insightful, and he knew the right thing to say to the right people at the right time. And and, uh, basically... I always re- I remember this very distinctly. Now, if somebody was complaining about a certain feature about the way the church was run, or what the Orthodox belief was, and he knew it wasn't going to change, he would just say, "Get over it." Hmm. At any time I become discontent, I think about that and say, <laughs> "You know, get over it." Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was a um, he had a lot of wisdom very self-sacrificing, but also very caring. But uh, just to point out some of the differences in uh, the two priests, uh, if a baby were crying in church, you, he, he would stop a sermon and just stare the person down and <laughs> leave the church. Father Noah can yeah. go right through that and this is not a problem. He was stricter, he's more disciplined disciplinarian but he had a heart of gold Mm -hmm. and uh, so uh, I really have nothing but great things to say about him And uh, I I should get back in the church and this was before my time Mm -hmm. but they were meeting I don't know where they first started to meet but at one time they were meeting at a motel at 202 and I think Maybe, maybe Valley Forge Road, I don't know, but they in that area. Mm-hmm. So they were holding service there, and then he found out that um, Friday nights, there were big dances there, and uh, not everybody who attended was a respectable person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he says, we can't have church here. Yeah. And... I don't know who found it but they they discovered the church by White Marsh Cemetery Hmm. kind of a funny anecdote about uh, Louise and I getting married I told the people I worked with where the church was and I told them where to park Uh, White Marsh Cemetery well I didn't realize that you couldn't see the church from there so there happened to be at the same time a wedding going on at the White Marsh Chapel so they walked over there and I thought it was kind of strange because everybody had blonde hair and a fair complexion <laughs> <laughs> and they said uh, is Larry here yet well you know at the time but Larry was the best man in that wedding oh, wow. so they, they walked in they sat down and all these fair complexion people were coming in and finally there was a flower girl and a a uh, little boy coming in, they thought we're we're in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Well, they came into our wedding while we were had being crowned, and I looked back at and I saw them laughing. And they're laughing at me, well, they were laughing at the at themselves, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh we still talk about that when we get together <laughs> mm-hmm. to you yeah, the, yeah. The, the father Boniface uh he was very patient with people who were kind of on the borderline of whether to join or not, and he would not let them join until he was sure they were going to stay. Because you know, you, you know, it's not easy being Orthodox. Right. You know, you just right. have to walk into the church and say I'm an Orthodox. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't always right. You know, some people did leave. But um, he was very careful about that, making sure they knew what we believed and what we practiced Mm -hmm. and what was expected of them. So he was very thorough.
0: Yeah. Did you have any uh, kind of a a kindred spirit with him because of uh, he, of course, was Lutheran before he became Orthodox? Did you ever talk about that? Connection. Are you both having spent time in the Lutheran.
1: I don't know that we did. Okay. As I said, uh, I had nothing but good to say about my experience with the Lutheran Church. Right. My reason for changing was I believed in my heart I was still Orthodox, mm. and uh, it worked out.
0: Yeah. What I, What does Orthodoxy mean to you, uh, in terms of the the life, the faith, all
1: the what is that? Well. Oh, I don't think Louise and I would be man and wife if I weren't for hmm. orthodoxy in the faith. It really means everything to us. It's it, it's brought me a much deeper faith than I had before. Uh, a lot more knowledge of the history of the founders of Christianity mm-hmm. and uh, Again, the demands of church that you, if you're a true Christian, you just didn't show up Sunday and uh, go home and wait till next Sunday. Yeah. But the um, the meaning of Orthodox and the prayers are deep and meaningful and not shallow. Mm-hmm. And if I to criticize anything about the, the Lutheran Church, it would, it would be that they, yeah, they held what they called communion once a month. The Good Friday celebration was about fifteen minutes, and <laughs> uh, fifteen minutes added to the. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it it just it you a uh, a deeper spiritual feeling than I ever had in my life mm-hmm. uh, since since becoming Orthodox. Yeah.
0: In your life, uh, maybe in in connection with Orthodoxy, I mean, have you? What can we learn from your experience in terms of struggles you may have had, or um, the the blessings also? um, What in in your life uh, connected with Orthodoxy, or or
1: generally? Yeah, well, (laughs) the early days when it was all in Arabic, it was it was a waste of time, frankly. Mm. And they were a long time changing. My mother's side of the family and many other Middle Eastern communities who came to this country in the early 1900s, there was no Antiochian church in Trenton, which is where many of them went because of work there. And uh, they started to attend St. Vladimir's Russian Orthodox Church. So, when I was in Trenton, I went to church, whether I liked it or not. Mm-hmm. Now, services were in English, and the priest was Father Paul Shaffron. And he was a wonderful man. He officiated it at many weddings and many funerals in their, for her family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what they'd have done without him because there was no in church. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, and I should say, my mother's family and and my mother and father are buried in their, their cemetery. So we go over there. We try to get there about maybe twice a year. Mm-hmm. So I, I I went there maybe about a year ago. And this old man came in in a walker with a robes on and went up to the altar, said a prayer and went up and while he wasn't active in the uh, well he was slightly active in the ceremony he did for participating, this was Father Paul so at the coffee hour I introduced myself um, my mother's maiden name was Hage he said you're a Hagey? <laughs> And uh, I said, yes. He said, I thought they were all gone. I said, no. So we went back one more time, and we talked to some length. Oh, he knew more Arabic people than I, I did. He named them all up, and he said, they're all gone now. My grandfather and, and one aunt were particularly devout. Not everybody in the family was, but they were. We talked about then he looked at me and he says well, what I miss most is to the kippy so mm-hmm. we're, we're going to go this spring I'm hoping he's still he's in his 90s I'm hoping he's still alive and able to attend so you know I'll take him some mm-hmm. but it's a beautiful church right right in in Trenton mm-hmm. very nice but it is it is actually the priest is Ukrainian but everything almost everything is in English mm-hmm. so that
0: was what time? What time frame was that? That that was kind of filled the void when you were a kid. This is yeah, it's, yeah. when we would go there yeah. on summer vacation. That's when mm-hmm. we would go to church. So at that point, was it? I've heard this kind of uh, said that uh, maybe the idea that Russians and and the Greeks or the you know, Arabic Christians are both Orthodox so was kind of a radical. Radical idea in some way, or uh, but, yeah. I didn't know enough about the religion to <laughs> yeah. for Russians and to know and Arabs he, to be to be you know sharing the same yeah, but, well, communal he life. Yeah,
1: we did. There was a, at least a dozen families. Yeah, that came from Lebanon hmm. who were attending. Well, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So the the whole experience, the whole trip was. Um, Ended up with a very happy ending, and there were some rocky times, as I said uh, early on. But uh, mm-hmm. it's been pure pleasure, and still is, mm-hmm. to be a part of the part of the church, a part of the Orthodox Orthodox community, in, and yeah. in Saint Philip's. Yeah, uh, we have many new members now, and. Um, I used to make it a point to sit down with every new member, get to know them. Well, I can't hear of <laughs> <laughs> So I, I tell them that, and I said, "It's not that I'm ignoring you." Yeah. I also, you know, I'll be eighty-five, and they're in their probably in their twenties or twenty-fives. Yeah. I, I Other than the pills that I take, I don't know what we've talking yeah, about. yeah. Uh, but, but it's great to watch watch yeah. them grow up, watch
0: them. Well, it, it, it's pretty noisy out here during coffee hours, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, as they say, all I hear is the noise. Yeah, it's hard for me even to, yeah. to hear sometimes, so, yeah. Hmm. Any other specific memories or reflections on the life of St. Phillips itself or as a community, as a... In terms of our parish life and our yeah, well we were
1: a blend again of Eastern European, Middle Eastern and converts at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, From the beginning or was this more you speaking? Well, now? From the beginning. Yeah. In fact early on it was mostly Eastern European. That's why we we had some customs that the Russians, Russian church had mm-hmm. that, Father Noah is gradually changing. <laughs> but uh, I, I know there were some, I won't call it dislikes, but there were, there were some rivalries, yeah. Hmm. They weren't obvious on the surface, but if you paid attention, you, you, you knew they were there. Yeah. But uh, everybody worked together. Because you know, it was a battle for survival, and there were times when we weren't, weren't sure we would do it. You know, yeah. and, uh, uh, we had help, as I said, from the church in books and some other churches, and that helped. Our neighbors helped, and they uh, said we had big seals, and was, but, but we weren't sure we were going to. Be able to build a church at this time. Yeah, it was it was worrisome, and yet, as I said, it was a good time for bonding because mm-hmm. we all worked together. Well,
0: you you're certainly active. You've been uh, ever since I've been around. You've uh, you and Louise have several ministries that you you attend to. Uh, why don't you just talk a little about? That those seem to be dear to your okay. heart so well, say a little it, bit
1: about it, it your ministries here it's most of the now yeah, my it, health doesn't yeah. permit much she's, she's still going strong yeah uh, my first involvement was at a council meeting this is again in the old church one by white my cemetery one of the members council was a young member who said I can't do the cleaning my wife and I can't do the cleaning as part of uh, pledge in other words they they couldn't pledge financially so they were cleaning the church Mm. we can't do that any longer we're expecting a baby won't be able to do it Father Boniface just nodded his head and time went on I I don't know the time a month or two and I raised a question Father Boniface at a council meeting I said who's cleaning the church now he just kind of smiled and uh, didn't answer me. Well, I meant he was cleaning it. And I said, oh, this can't be. Yeah. So I started the cleaning committee. And we had a group that cleaned the church every week, and that has continued. Of course, Todd, Todd Moore has taken it over now. As you know, my, my health has deteriorated in the last few years. Louise was always active in... Um, do the events that needed uh, food or cleaning up and that sort of thing and then she became active in the outreach committee and that's a passion with her now yeah, yeah. and uh, she does it I, I I frankly do next to nothing <laughs> <laughs> maybe because well, next to nothing you're supportive uh, you're supportive if nothing I, else I, yeah. I uh, yeah. my, my heart's in it but my body yeah. my body won't permit it yeah uh,
0: so the and that's providing uh, f- food donations and various kinds of
1: yeah uh, f- cleaning supplies. Every month she takes and we the people of a parish are, are so generous. I mean that you see the hallway piled with things. Right. right. Uh, she divides those between Manor on Main Street in Lansdale and. Um, Keystone, is it Keystone? Yeah, Keystone. In, uh, I guess they're they in. Uh, I was I was teaching. I was two three there in Southerton, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it is. And uh, we also contribute to the uh, pregnancy crisis center. Mm. Taking things, but all, all she has to do is put a poster up saying what's needed for that month, and the hallway fills up with it. Yeah. So, well, thank God. Uh, thank God. We we've also participated in uh, the various festivals, and we're down to. Of course, we have our own now, mm-hmm. which was, is has been very successful. But before that, what we used to have well up until this year uh, have a, a booth at the North Penn International Festival. And the reason we're not having it this year is it falls on our. Uh, poem or, I'm sorry our, our Pascha weekend yeah is it Holy Friday or it's Thursday it's Saturday Thir- be- oh, Sat- before Pascha so yeah. you know it wouldn't be appropriate yeah and even if we tried to do it we probably wouldn't have the staffing yeah but that, that that's that's a, a great event we pass out our uh, icons uh, some people use them as bookmarks some people Take Saint Catherine because they have a friend called Catherine. Mm-hmm. Other people take them because there's meaning to it mm-hmm. to them. But it's a good experience and good exposure for us, and, and we really enjoy doing it. I'll miss doing it this year. Yeah. I, I guess it hasn't come up. But what what have you done for
0: your your career in terms of your uh, you're a scientist, right?
1: As I recall. Well, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a metallurgical engineer. Yeah. And nobody knows what that is, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's like being a chemical engineer only you just specialize in metals yeah. and uh, uh, it's been a good career I started out in the steel industry and uh, even though I was young this was back in the late 50s I thought this was a dying industry hmm. Their equipment was obsolete Japan and Germany <laughs> with our money I had, had built modern mills that could outproduce us. And uh, so I left, and I got into the small-diameter specialty metal tubing business. And I had a, a very nice career there. We made stainless steel tubing and more exotic, exotic alloys, uh, tubing for the space program, oh, wow. uh, nuclear program, and... Uh, We made, uh, I say we, I wasn't part of the company when this happened, uh, but we made the tubing for the uh, first nuclear sub. But uh, I was heavily involved with the development of new materials and processes. Hmm. And it was a a very good career. I I, uh, finally retired from that, retired in June of 1998. By September, I was going stir crazy because <laughs> uh, that late in the year, you can you only really fish so much. <laughs> I didn't do much reading, and I don't know anybody could watch daytime television. Yeah, so right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've got to do something, so I, I had a chance to substitute teach in the North Penn School District, and I loved it. Now, I'm not certified, so I could, they wouldn't use me as an emergency sub. And uh, there got to be some objection to, I think somebody worded it as p- bringing people in off the streets, giving them a week's training, and having them teach our children. No, nah. <laughs> there was a point there. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So uh, I was out of work and. Uh, there happened to be a an opening for a teacher's assistant at the local alternative school. I didn't even know what an alternative school was, mm-hmm. I found out in a hurry. But uh, I guess the second or third time there, I was assigned to the shop. The shop teacher, who now, he and I now or have been for very good friends. He knew that I had some metalworking skills. He had the woodworking skills. So anytime we needed to sub, he would switch so that I was there. And finally, he said to me, You're here almost every day anyway. Why don't you come full time for the benefits? It was one of the better moves they ever made. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I came and I was his his assistant for a long time. Mm -hmm. I actually a long time. Six or seven years, and then I, I felt I had done everything I could do, and I needed a teacher's, teacher's assistant for math, so I did that for a couple of years. Then the opportunity came up; the company I used to work for I needed a, wanted a consultant, hmm. and that's really what I wanted to do. So, I retired from teaching. <laughs> Became a consultant, and I was consulting for a while, and then uh, the company was going downhill. In fact, they've been sold, and um, my my consulting like, went went downhill also. <laughs> and uh, there's a, a a company, not a company, organization called RSVP in the area who. It's people who volunteer for various things, office work, whatever. And they have a program called My Free Tutor, where they get people to tutor online. Oh, I, I, I should backtrack. I was tutoring live at, at uh, Keystone for a while when my health really went downhill. My doctor said, no, you can't do that. So do you do, you have to do sitting down. Hmm. So I was out of work again and uh, came somehow, I'm not sure how found out about this My Free Tutoring organization. I had to take a test and I became a uh, math teacher to go online. And I'm still doing it. You have a virtual classroom, you can speak with a student, they can't see you, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> As a seventh grader seeing seeing an old man on the other side of the yeah. table so I'm doing that once a week and uh, that keeps me busy because there are some things that I'm rusty on from even algebra one and uh, hmm. I get brush up on that keeps and the like, mind active right keeps yeah. the mind active yeah hmm. so Great. that's what I'm doing I'm happy doing it and once a week is enough, and Louise keeps me busy with other projects. And, of course, my hobby is fishing. So this time of year, uh, well, again, my fishing is limited because of my health, but uh, I get out once a week, and uh, so life Great. is good. Yeah,
0: very good. Thank God. Well, do you have any other uh, reflections or thoughts
1: for us or uh, no, other than the fact that uh, I love our church community. Yeah. I can't call them all by name anymore, <laughs> but uh, I like the enthusiasm. I, I like the growth. I like everything that's going on.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, we're blessed to have folks like you and, uh, who have paved the way for us, who helped uh, build this beautiful parish invested a lot of time and energy and uh sacrifice so uh thank you uh for for all that you've done all that you've been a part of and uh uh, we'll we'll try to carry on the legacy uh i i i'm (laughs) sure you will (laughs) so so it's been it's been great to sit down with you and and to, to chat hear the hear the history of the parish uh your own personal history, and thank you again. You're you're a faithful man and a very warm and joyful presence. So, wish you many more years.
1: Thank you for having me. It was very good talking to you, and it's wonderful having you and people like you in the parish. Well, thank you. You're very kind. You're very kind. Good to be with you. Oh,